With Long Island local news on Monday, August 7th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. The village of East Hampton recently unveiled at Herrick Park a new softball field, tennis courts, and other improvements as part of construction funded by the nonprofit East Hampton Village Foundation. Joe Workmeister reporting on Newsday.com that the East Hampton Village board discussed their plans last week to relocate basketball courts that were removed as part of the initial renovation. The basketball courts, which had fallen into complete disrepair, according to Mayor Larson, would now be built on the north side of the park, parallel to Newtown Lane and the nearer East Hampton Middle School. Bradford Billet, the chairperson and CEO of the East Hampton Village Foundation, it could be Bill Lay, said that the nonprofit will raise funds for the basketball courts. Kathy Masterson, the director of athletics, physical education, and health for the East Hampton School District, said students throughout the district use the park for physical education classes and recreation. She said the renovation has been amazing for our kids and added that the students are eager for basketball courts to return. Turn. The board also held a public hearing at the July 31st meeting on a proposed law to amend village code related to the 106-year-old Herrick Park as part of its, quote, evolution as a cultural and recreational hub, according to the hearing notice. The board plans to hold another hearing at its August 18 meeting. In other news, following the third fire at a battery energy storage facility in as many months in New York this summer, including one in East Hampton, Governor Kathy Hochul recently announced the creation of a state interagency working group tasked with ensuring the safety of battery energy storage systems across the state. Denise Civiletti reporting on RiverheadLocal.com that the state working group will begin immediate inspections of energy storage sites across the state. And Governor Hochul said, quote, collaborate with first responders and local leaders to identify best practices, address potential risks to public safety and ensure energy storage sites across New York are safe and effective, end quote. New York state law has set goals to generate 70 percent of the state's electricity from renewable sources by 2030 and 100 percent zero emission electricity by 2040. And finally, in a darkened hotel ballroom in San Jose, California last November, the most powerful players in the semiconductor industry received a familiar sales pitch. Senator Chuck Schumer, the majority leader, appeared by video message to urge the industry titans at the Semiconductor Industry Association's annual awards dinner to work together to strengthen American manufacturing of a critical technology and to invest more in his home state of New York. Quote, I ask that more of the industry consider investing in the Empire State, and if you do, you'll find no greater champion in your corner than me, the Senate Majority Leader, Mr. Schumer said, to cheers and laughs of recognition from a crowd accustomed to the senator's solicitations. Anna Swanson reporting in the New York Times that amid growing fears about China's dominance of technology and America's loss of competitiveness, Senator Schumer last year helped rally Congress to push through the biggest industrial policy programs the United States has seen in a generation. The Biden administration is now preparing to invest tens of billions of dollars in the U.S. semiconductor industry in an effort to boost chip manufacturing across the uh, the country and lessen U.S. reliance on foreign factories. If Schumer gets his way, a substantial part of that funding will flow to New York. Senator Schumer, a longtime China critic primarily views the investments as critical to reducing America's reliance on Beijing for a technology that powers everything from cars and dishwashers to missiles and fighter jets. Most chip production has moved to Asia in recent decades, leaving the U.S. economy highly vulnerable to shortages, as became apparent during the pandemic. But Senator Schumer, the senior Democrat from New York, also saw the opportunity to fulfill a more personal goal, securing investment that could revive the factory towns of his home state, which had been hollowed out through decades of competition with China. Reading the weather in East Hampton in honor of Edwina Van Gaal and Jason Emmis joining us to talk about a natural wellness day planned at Longhouse Reserve for the Monday meditation at the bottom of the hour, underwritten by Guild Hall. Looking like showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 11 a.m., 
Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms continuing mainly between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., some of which could produce heavy rainfall, mostly cloudy otherwise with a high near 77 degrees, south wind 6 to 9 miles per hour. Tonight, a, slant, a, cha- a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. Then showers and possibly a thunderstorm after 11 p.m., low around 72 South wind 8 to 17 miles per hour. Right now, it's 72 degrees. Let's let it rain. Into Eaton, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, the Beatles Spoon. Uh, and then I think I'm going to hop past Alabama Shakes and Hunter Moreau to play some Supergrass before our very own Rory Kelly and uh, the one and only Nick Drake. Right here on the Heart of the East End, the weekday morning and midnight show featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you, the listener supporter of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Your sun burned out in the middle of the day. It's all around How much more can one man say When that pain comes down And it's all around Board that plane on a Friday night For the desert lands To the Savior Man not your dad or an honest man But a change is due One day you will understand Let it rain Let it rain Let it rain Living that life in a western age You with the youthful smile Door open to the gilded cage When I saw things you can't explain You said things are different now No talk of the good old days Let it rain Let it rain Let it be. 
Supergrass, you get a little bit of it all right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLI-WFM 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County, streaming online to wherever you may be at WLIW.org slash radio. you love it will come back sometime lock it up what you love mixes let me be mine oh auction love what you love it will come back sometime lock it up what you love alex says let me be mine let me
Listening to the Heart of the East End on WLI WFM. Super moon above my head Summer's trying to call me But my ears are still too deaf from The band's after me She's trying to guide me home But the closest thing I ever found to home Is just Driving on the L.I. Maybe 1.30 Too tired to watch my speed I got a place I keep my cat And my guitars I 
Long Island's own Rory Kelly, Supermoon from the Rising, Rising, Rising record, leading us into the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour on Monday morning, uh, just after 1 o'clock if you're listening to the replay. And it's time for our Monday meditation underwritten by Guild Hall. Very grateful to Longhouse Reserves, Jason Emmis, and uh, the Perfect Earth Project's Edwina Van Gaal for joining us this morning. Good morning, my friends. Good morning. Good morning. So lovely to have wow, you, you both. You're the best music, Gianna. Stop it. I appreciate it's you. It's true. I, I love what I do. I love to play uh, great music for the listenership. This this playlist was actually prepared um, on this day three years ago. And uh, this part, I added all these songs uh, that we're hearing now. But uh, the ones earlier, like Etta James' Stormy Weather and Bob Dylan's Shelter from the Storm and Eat Into Eaton's Let It Rain, those were all played three years ago today, and it's very synchronistic. We love a little bit of synchronicity in our morning. Uh, so a, a lovely topic to touch on as we talk about the nature of health, a day of rest and rejuvenation in the garden, the collaboration between Perfect Earth and Longhouse Reserve, uh, happening soon uh, on the 11th of August, uh, starting in the morning at 9 a.m. with Yoga With You, right, Jason? 
actually, I'm going to be leading a walking meditation, which is something that we started last year. Oh. Um, just kind of walking garden silently. Um, I try to offer a, a mantra, if you will, a single word that you walk with. But it really, it's about encouraging people to just slow down and really, you know, I laugh because I, I say, I'm going, to, I'm going to teach you how to walk, something that you've been doing your whole lives, right? But it's about walking slowly and really connecting with the earth under your feet, looking closely at plants and flowers and trees and, and recognizing that we're, we're part of nature. Right. Right. So we're talking about mindfulness and connecting yes, to the exactly. infinite mind. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's a, and there's really no, no better place that I've, that, and, and I've, I've taught around the world and I've, I've seen a lot of amazing places, but Longhouse truly inspires awe. When, when people come here, you see their shoulders drop. You see their faces change because they are connecting with nature which is one thing that I am, I am so proud to be part of this organization because we are, we are truly doing that. We are, we are providing a place of solace on the East End. Can you talk about your connection to Longhouse, how you came to the organization and to the space? So I came out um, last April <clears throat> and started um, with a little bit of operations work. I, um, I, I owned a construction company back in the day. And I would build stuff. And then I ended up building the gallery walls for the event here. And I asked, I asked if, because my background in New York City, I was a yoga teacher. And I asked if we could do yoga. And that wasn't really ready yet. We weren't ready for that yet. But the walking meditation was available to us. And we could do that. And it, and it took off. And it, and it took off really. It, the response has been kind of overwhelming for me. Um, to have people come out and to just take the time to walk slowly and, again, to connect with nature and to see their faces change and to see them have experiences on this, this walk that I kind of call a metaphor for life mm-hmm. because there are, I, I walk the, the walk barefoot and there are rocks in places and it's uncomfortable, but so is life sometimes. Right. You know, and then when you walk on the soft grass, you smile and you're like, oh, this is fantastic. You know, and again, it's kind of like life. Sometimes it is just amazing. But the whole thing is, is that you can choose how you want to react. Right. So I always say to walk in peace. Every step you take, you take in peace. And when I lived in New York City, it was very quickly walking around, you know, Times Square, peace, peace, peace. But out here, you know, it becomes very slow. And and it's yeah I I don't it um before the walking yeah, meditation it's healing. it's healing before the walking meditation will there still be uh, the meditation with Rameshwar Das and did you want to talk about there will be oh did yeah. you want to talk about uh, Rameshwar Rameshwar Das is um well he's kind of a kind of a hero way you know he was with Ram Das for a long time and folks in the community know that. Ram Das is an icon, and so is Ram or Rameshwar Das. Uh, the fact that he's going to come out and sit with us and lead us in his practice, you know, and this is one thing that I think, um, yeah, we're always sharing our practice, and the hope is that the student then takes it and makes it their practice. And so he will be leading a seated meditation after the walking meditation, actually. Okay. And then we will head into lunch from Amber Waves, and then the afternoon is spent with um, Edwina and the folks from Nature RX. So I guess a perfect segue into speaking with Edwina. Good morning, Edwina. Thank you for being with us. Sure. Great to be here. So with I, you. I remember <laughs> <a rainy> day. <laughs> I was I was walking around um, the fraternal obverse to Longhouse on the on the North Fork Landcraft Garden. And I was I was asking mm-hmm. I was asking about uh, keeping the pressure from pests at bay without chemicals. And uh, I remember that uh, Dennis Schrader said that you know they very much follow the perfect Earth uh, Project's philosophy, and that it's not very difficult when you're not um, 
uh, operating in a monoculture, that when you have uh, a, a strong biodiverse garden, that it kind of takes care of itself. Can you talk a little bit more about the philosophy of uh, Perfect Earth? Sure. It, it's actually a philosophy of sharing because um, every, everything has to eat if for the earth to survive. And so when we treat our landscapes as a no eating zone, in other words, we allow nothing right. to um, benefit from the plants that we're not eating, we use a lot of, of negative forces, in other words, pesticides and, um, and chopping to try to create that, um, that control. And we're so proud that Longhouse and Landcraft are setting an incredibly beautiful example of what that looks like, because it actually doesn't look like everything is eaten. When, it, when, the, when it, you stop spraying and stop killing, the whole thing comes into balance. And so the nibbling, we celebrate nibbling. Nibbling is generally almost invisible unless you really go looking for it. And so, but when you see that a leaf is being nibbled, you know that that's probably a caterpillar, which will either yes. mature to being a moth or a, or, or a butterfly, or it will feed a baby bird. So True. these are all really wonderful parts of a garden that bring a garden to life. So you can't have moths and butterflies and bees and all of that if you don't let them eat some of your garden. And so we are so happy that Longhouse has fully embraced the idea that when people come to that beautiful place for peace and serenity, they also have the mind, the peace of mind knowing that they are not exposed to any toxics. So uh, let's talk a little bit. And, and uh, since you talked about celebrating nibbling, I know that folks will be able to do exactly that with Amber Waves during lunch that day. But I, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to talk a little bit about coming to the creation of the Perfect Earth Project uh, through your professional work uh, in landscaping? Well, for a long time, I was a, I was a landscape designer like anybody else. You know, we wanted the most unusual, the most basically controlled, you know, painterly gardens that you could tell right away somebody designed. And over time, I started to become more and more aware of the fact that this required a tremendous amount of input. So that's what I call the world of noise and poison. <laughs> so, you know, we would descend on gardens to whack them back into, this is what I designed. It has to stay that way. Right. And I didn't feel that that was ultimately as the biodiversity and climate crisis became more um, starting to at play, starting to re realize this is the future, right. and that I could play a role, and so could all landscape professionals. And at that point, we weren't doing anything. Nobody was actually looking at how can we, who basically have, oh, they say there's 40 million acres of lawn alone in, in the United States, and then if you add all of our other ornamental plantings to that, that's a lot of land in our hands that we could return to nature and help help reset the the balance that's off. And not only, that's what brings it back to the nature and that nature RX part, not only are we doing something for them, it has remarkable curative powers for us. Can you talk I about those? More. Go ahead, Jason. So, you know, the, the science behind it, is, is what's really begun to interest me more and more because for a long time, you know, when you associate meditation and yoga practice or any of these mindfulness practices, it was always like you had to have the perfect posture, you had to do this and that and the other thing. And really what we're finding out is that just going for a walk, just going for a walk in nature helps to right. lower your blood pressure. Right. Doctors are beginning to prescribe walking right. in a park. You know, Don Rakow from Cornell University, Dorothy Ebis from William & Mary, they're coming out. They're going to explain this Nature Rx and how it works. You know, it's nature therapy. At, um, a few years ago at NYBG, I took these horticultural therapy courses to help folks who suffer from PTSD. 
all sorts of trauma. And if they work in the garden, they begin to feel better. You know, it's it's not a it's not a silver bullet or a cure all or any of those things, but it is a tool that is accessible to all of us. The walking, the looking, the listening, the smelling, and as and as Jack would say, the looking really closely. <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned Jack, especially in the uh, the after the the week after his his birthday. Uh, were you at the birthday celebration with Llewellyn? I was, I was indeed, and uh, once again, I was here last year too, and it's an amazing party. It's an amazing party, and again, with the backdrop of the dome and Llewellyn, Llewellyn is amazing, um, Llewellyn Sanchez-Werner. Uh, no, it was a wonderful event, oh, just a wonderful event. Well, I have to imagine Happy that to celebrate his 96. The, na- the nature of health, a day of rest and rejuvenation in the garden will be exactly that uh, a beautiful collaboration between Perfect Earth and Longhouse Reserve. To find out more information, you can go to longhouse.org. Deep bow to both Jason Amos and Edwina Von Gaal here on the Monday Meditation. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Edwina and Jason. This is Nick Drake. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the Monday Meditation, underwritten by Guild Hall here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. So I written and I saw it say. Across the the playlist, past Lizzo's Pink from the Barbie album and Aqua Girl, Aqua's Barbie Girl, uh, the Shins' Girl on the Wing, Jimi Hendrix' Little Wing. I'm gonna play Little Star, The Elegance, Mar- Marcellus Hall's Star Position, Great Peacock's Strange Position, and lead you into the NPR news break if we have the time with ELO's Strange Magic. I hope you are having a beautiful rainy day. Uh, and a rest of your rainy Monday. Have a good one. And thank you for being with us. Search the Lord.
about being single. It's Marcellus Hall's star position. I remember when I fell in love with that song, it was Build Under White Hassle. I guess it was the name of the band at the time. Uh, the first line record of 2011. It's got the same album art as what I remember, but I'm sure it was before 2011. I'm actually going to bunny hop past that great peacock a strange position from the forever worse, better record of 2020 to lead you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour with ELO's Strange Magic uh, from the Face the Music record of 75. Uh, before I do that, however, I do want to thank all of our guests this morning, Dr. Sharon Nachman, Edwina Van Gaal, and Jason Amis as well as our underwriters, Jennifer Benton and Guildhall, as well as all of you listeners, supporters of WLIWFM out there. You are the ones who make it all happen. I'm Gianna Volpe, uh, and this is ELO. You, whoever you are out there, you know you're awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love.
Across my time, 